Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. I feel like it's been forever, but I'm back. We are back. Into the Lab is here. We took a week off so we could put Butthole and the NFL Draft and the Source Podcast. I am happy to be joined here by some colleagues of unfamiliar faces because they have been very MIA. But I'm excited because Kenny Cottero is back on today's show. Kenny, what's going on, my man? Well, of course you're excited for me to be on. I mean, I make the show every time I make an appearance. <laughs> like, the fans clamor for it. What else could they ask for? I mean, I'm excited to be here. It's not like I do a daily show or anything now. So, like, I've got so much time on my hands. And uh, super excited to be here, chat some NFL draft because I'm so locked into the NFL draft and, and NBA and everything else that happens on ITL. I mean, Kenny, honestly, you uh, you and I joked last time we were on here that uh, you would be making your return to BCMG and uh, we laughed about it, made some inside innuendos and all of a sudden he's back, guys. He's back. <laughs> Kenny, back with the BCMG family. I'm glad to have you back, man. Glad to have you back. Well, how can uh, you not? Like, I'm I'm the founder. Like, Steve Steve was around, but like, I was the founder. So, like, it's monumental stuff, really. Not here to defend himself. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. 100 percent. Why I'm saying it. Thousand <laughs> percent. That's got to be the truth. That's got to be the truth. Uh, also, somebody who you don't recognize on your screen is a man wearing a black hat with a red emblem. That's right. Andrew Con Sutton <laughs> is making his return. The sports scientist of long forgotten days is returned to ITL. Andrew, what's going on? Man, I can't even recall the last time I've been on this show, but uh, it feels good to be back. Uh, there's some commotion going on in Peanuts World, so I took away from my intro. Nonetheless, I will uh, I will tell you this. I am back, and I will be back quite often. So uh, hot takes will be back. I can't wait. Let's go. All right. Well, you know, uh, Andrew, you're sparking familiarity because we have a special guest coming in just a moment that's going to be making his return to ITL. Uh, but on top of that, we have the return of the man, the myth, the, the legend. That's right. Coach <laughs> Peanut, the Browns, Cavs master himself. <laughs> What's going on, Coach? Uh, don't, don't forget the Guardians. You know, we got to throw the Guardians uh, out there. Guardians. You know, I, I too am clamoring for Kenny. That's why I'm on here tonight. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I, I really appreciate you having me on tonight because we're going to get into the top 10 list of, and this is an official list for 2022 of fast food French fries. I guess we're going to do it at the end of the show. So I cannot wait to get into that. 
Yeah, Coach, we're going to talk a lot about you. I just remembered the last time I had Andrew. I didn't go look it up. I just remembered it. It was when the Cowboys actually had a chance to win the Super Bowl. So that's a long time, bud. A long time. 95? Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, So, guys, I'm excited for tonight's episode. Of course, I'm your host, Ernest Silva. Of course, the host you love the most other than Kenny, um, since we're all going to be preaching Kenny today. Um, But, of course... uh, that's not a glitch you saw flash across your screen. That's right. That is glitch energy. Great plug, Lana. Great plug. Uh, of course, Lana Mendoza doing the back end work there. Glitch energy. Use code BCMG for 25% off today. That's not only to help yourself, but also help your favorite shows and streamers at BCMG. Glitch with a Y. Glitchenergy.com. 25% off today using code BCMG. Now, Blue Collar Media Group is not only just shows and streamers, but we're live events. We've had a live event in every quarter the past a uh, couple years, and so we're having another one, a huge one in Cape Cod this year, Massachusetts. That's right, the ITL Hoopathon is going to be working with the Sims Academy. Former G League MVP Courtney Sims will have his program go up against the infamous Triple Double Basketball Academy, who hit that awesome half-court shot last year to win that $500 extra on top of that scholarship that we gave to those seniors who are officially going to be graduating and playing ball in college. So really glad to be helping them find their stride and, and, and reach their dreams there of playing college basketball. So go check it out. August 6th in Cape Cod, we will be live if you want to donate online. If you're in the Cape Cod, Boston area, you can show up live and come donate in person. But check out the cool head-to-head matches and the around-the-world Hoopathon competition that is so infamous it's going to happen twice. So we're excited. All right, guys, let's get to some NBA playoff action. That's right. It's round one, but that's a typo on my part, not Londo's part, I promise. Uh, NBA playoff action, we're going to start off in the West in a series that might be considered the best series to watch. That's right. Suns and Mavs are the series we're going to start off with here. And for those who are not watching, um, that's correct. The Suns and Mavericks have a game that's going to be everything you want to watch later on tonight. But Kenny, I'm going to start off with you. How do you feel about the Mavs underperforming in game one? I mean, outside of Luca, like they all played terrible. Like Brunson had probably his worst game of the playoffs so far. Spencer Dinwiddie didn't hit shots. Um, neither did Bertons. I mean, Luca needs help. And, and they talked about it the other night. I forget what show it was on. But when it comes to the series, look, Luca can go out and score 45, 50, 55. But if he doesn't have any help, he's going to be in trouble. And this is a tough matchup for them. They don't really defend Aiton well, especially in the pick and roll, because they don't like to play a true center. They like to spread it out, and, and that's not a great matchup for them. Um, but they need to figure out a way to keep Booker in check, keep Bridges in check. Hopefully Chris Paul kicks somebody again, and, and they can get him suspended for a game or two, because you know when he does it, he's just a competitor. But when other guys do it, then they're a problem, even though he's been a problem his entire career. I could go on and on about how much I dislike that Chris Paul stuff. But nonetheless, this is a great series to watch because the Suns are the team that everyone's been talking about all year of, well, they were the best regular season team, so they're the favorite to win the title. And I think this is a fun matchup because we want to see what Luca can do. We saw him push the Clippers over the past couple seasons. They were able to beat Utah because they're an absolute dumpster fire. And let's see what happens in the semifinal. Oh, Ow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I haven't had to do this in a while. Our first move of the night. Wow. <laughs> on. Wow. On me. 
I'm very surprised here. I'm very surprised. Uh, lots of things happening. If we say Luca's name three times, hopefully, hopefully he can show up. So Luca, 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 we'll <laughs> see where he shows up. Hopefully he comes tonight. Andrew, you watched this series a little bit. You said you kind of stoked to watch some NBA playoff action. Uh, what do you think? Suns? Oh, wait. Wait a second. I said the name three times. Could it be? Could it be Luca? Close enough. Oh, we got just Luke. What's going on, just Luke? He looks like he just jumped out. Let's not talk about that. I am not Davis Cordova. All right. <laughs> Happy wow. May the 4th. Come on now. I just left Team Trivia, which we finished fifth in, and we got our asses kicked, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Should have been fourth. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we were aiming for, Ernest. Fourth place, just like the sense. great Will Ferrell did. Fourth place, because we wanted the Flip Michigan Mega Bowl. What? We Michigan did not get the Flip Michigan Mega Bowl. So, I'll take fifth place, I guess. Yeah, that's all. But I said Luca three times, we get just Luke. That's a, that's a, that's a fine second place there. I'll take that all day. Uh, but, but Andrew, we're talking about Suns Mavericks. We're talking about how much you're enthralled by this series. Uh, who do you have in this series as you watched, you know, the first game and you're going to see some more action tonight? Kenny brought up a really, really good name and a really, really good point to this conversation. Spencer Dinwiddie was the big acquisition that they got at the trade deadline. It was a piece that I thought really was going to help them out a ton. He'd been playing some really good ball going into that trade. And I thought, hey, this is a guy that they can center that piece around. It helps Luke out, like that 20-plus point guy that can shoot consistently, has a good three ball, can – can space the floor really well for Luca as well. And honestly, I just don't know if he's a fit in Dallas. I just, everything that I've seen so far, it seems that, you know, Luca likes to be that aggressive on-ball guy, right? And that's kind of Dinwiddie's game too. So, I mean, it kind of takes away from what he's trying to do. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they want Dinwiddie to be a little bit more aggressive, take the shot when he's got it, not pass the ball off so frequently. I think they want him to drive a little bit more consistently too. Um, but yeah, he's got to space the floor for Luca and he's got to be a big part of this offense. They literally need him to be a 20 plus guy in order to beat the Suns. And I would say that Kenny's probably still upset that Chris Paul didn't end up a Laker. That's probably why he hates him. So we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, he says it's probably half true. Uh, uh, Luke, Luke coach, any, any yes. opinion on the, uh, the Suns Mav series? Uh, the only opinion I'll say is as a wise man once said, Suns in four. So I'm going to go back to that saying, I think it was Suns in four. Wasn't it? Wow. I think it was Suns in four. Suns in four. Yes. You know, I mean, he knew what he was talking about. So, uh, no, I, I didn't follow these teams close this year, but I did watch maybe two Suns games and I, they just looked so good when I watched them. And I, I just feel that they're going to, I think it'd be Suns in five, honestly. That's a bold statement. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not as sold on the Suns winning this series as you are. Yeah, I, I am. I am very much riding the Mavericks hype train <laughs> right now. So, um, I think Kenny might be too. Maybe I'm making that up. But Kenny, I think you said something about. So, so I I picked Dallas in seven on my own show. Um, I I still think that they're a matchup problem for the Suns as well. Um, I don't see Dinwiddie playing as poorly, especially in this next game. I mean, the Andrew does bring up a good point, though, because first three games of the Utah series, Dinwiddie averages 20 points. Luca comes back into the lineup. He's averaging 10 since then. So right. he needs to figure out a way to get more involved because his real strength isn't just standing a corner waiting for Luca to create for him. And I think part of that is if you're Dallas, you don't need to play Luca 45 minutes. If you play him 40, and you let Dinwiddie actually run the second unit like he was what I think was brought here to do, 
um, because they want to play Brunson with Luca, then I think they can cause some problems here. And and I do think that Dallas is a problem for this Phoenix team. I picked Dallas to win tonight. I do think that they're going to even it up. And then we're going to be heading back to Dallas wondering, man, like are the Suns as advertised and we'll have to wait and see. Yep. I am in the same boat. I didn't want to say Mavs money line for your show, but I did want to say I got the Mavs covering tonight. Let's move on. I don't want to be too disrespectful, but guys, the best team in the playoffs so far to me is, has been the Golden State Warriors. So is this going to be a gentleman's sweep or am I being way too early with that kind of analysis? Andrew, I'll start with you. How can you not like what you see out of, of Jar Morant this playoffs? This has just been his coming in. I mean, he's been a great player for a couple of years now, but this has really been like the coming out party for Jar Morant being like, hey, I'm here. I'm for real. I'm trash talking everyone, but I'm backing it up all at the same time. But he, I agree with you, Ernest. This Warriors team is so deep, man, and they're just so skilled. And honestly, like, it, it's so funny because all the emphasis is on this series or any series really is always about Draymond Green and the shenanigans that that guy gets into. But it takes away about how good the fucking team actually plays. Like, they are a unit, man. They work so well together. Honestly, the Warriors should probably make it to the finals again this year. I'm going to roll with them winning this series. I'm going to see them probably make the finals. Yeah, almost favored for me. Luke, why are the Warriors the best team in the West right now? Um, Because they can come at you with seven deep, maybe eight deep. I mean... Now, now it's going to be more Wiggins on John Morant, which I think probably still works in Wiggins' favor. I don't. You're never going to stop Jaw. I mean, he had what 47 or 42 last night. Um, I think it's going to go six games, but I still think the Warriors are probably just too much for a very young and probably upcoming Grizzly team. Um, but they can just attack you for so many ways, even with this new injury. Um, he was guarding jaw a lot, but I think putting Andrew Wiggins on him, I mean, between Wiggins w- wingspan and probably just straight agility with jaw, like I said, you're not going to stop jaw. I don't think there's a guy out there that's probably going to stop Charles Morant, but he, I think Wiggins gives him more of a, more of a challenge up front. Um, we'll see. I, like I said, I think it's six games, no matter what. Um, but I mean, John Moran is just playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, real jaw-dropping performance, if you ask me. Um, but, okay, so... No, too much. Wow. Too much. Uh, Sarah says, Draymond ruins Golden State for me. Um, uh, you know, honestly, listening to complain about foul calls is like music to my ears. Uh, it's awesome. It's so yeah. fucking ironic that he wants it's, to complain about foul the calls. Best part about, um, the best part about... The best part about Draymond, the best part about Draymond Green, obviously, is is com- constant complaining is number one. But secondly, if you ever had a Draymond on your team, you never complain because he's that goddamn good on the court. <laughs> Every right. team would love to have a Draymond Green, and they don't. And that's why I think 90% of the world hates Draymond Green is because he's so good at what he does, and he can piss you off so quickly. It's just like hockey. Everybody knows that Brad Marchand, that's an example, and Luke will like that one. Brad Marchand can put up 100 points. But everyone calls him the rat because they hate how he plays, and that's exactly yeah. Because I want to punch him right in the face, and, <laughs> yeah. and then he'll put up, and then he puts up a hat trick against your favorite team, and you're like, God damn it! I wish yeah. I had this guy. It's the same with Draymond Green. It, I I definitely agree with Andrew on it. It's just he cost the Golden State Warriors another championship. If he plays in that Cavalier 
Master right. Series, it's completely yeah. a different story. That's I mean, true. completely a different story. And I really don't agree with the call. A flagrant one, I can oh, see. But a flagrant, a flagrant two seemed a little bit aggressive to me. Yeah, and, he deserved it. But if you're looking at Draymond, it's completely unnecessary to grab the man by his jersey and throw him down. It was completely avoidable. And I think that's why they ended up just giving him the two is because it was completely avoidable. You guys might not have heard it there, but we had a Kenny groan. Kenny, you want to chime in here with this uh, with this analysis? Did I have a groan there? I think you heard me. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, I thought I've been very silent throughout the entire thing. Um, no, I I mean, every team that's left in the playoffs has a Draymond Green type player on their team that people just like really love to hate. You look at the other game being played right now, like, People love to hate Jimmy Butler. People love to hate James Harden. Uh, we talk about the last series, like people love to hate Patrick Beverly, but if Patrick Absolutely. Beverly's on your team, then you're like, oh yeah, I love Pat Bev. Like he's such I a, even want Patrick he's Beverly. such a gritty guy and, and all this stuff. Um, I think the issue with this series, and it was my issue with Memphis coming into the playoffs, I figured they could get past Minnesota because they're equally inexperienced. But once you get past that, like, who's the second guy going to be for Memphis consistently? Because we saw Jaron Jackson Jr. play like he was an absolute superstar in game one. And then, like, you couldn't find him for most of game two. And part of that's due to the fact that, oh, Draymond got ejected and suddenly Jaron Jackson Jr. started playing better in game one. Weird how that happens. Oh, right. Draymond plays a full game. What happens? He doesn't play great. So that's the impact of his defense on him. Desmond Bain has been non-existent. He might as well not even be out there. He's got the biggest arms I've ever seen on a shooting guard, and he doesn't <laughs> do anything with them. So, I mean, it's not a great situation if you're Memphis. You now have to go to Golden State. No Dylan Brooks, because let's face it, he's going to get suspended. He doesn't get the superstar treatment. He might even miss both games. There's an yeah. opportunity for him to miss three and four. He's a critical guy that gives you 15 to 20 points and jaw needs that because he doesn't have a second star there is not a second all-star on this memphis grizzlies team you go to the golden state side who had the real most improved player this year in jordan Poole, because my definition of most improved isn't who is the best first time all-star it's who went from like point a to point b and made the biggest jump to me it was jordan Poole. he's I'm proved it junior. all postseason long he did it again at last game you got steph Clay didn't even shoot well. Like this, this is what's crazy is that it felt like Golden State played like shit in Memphis, and they're still one-one. And now they're going back to their place for Game Three and Four. So there's no indication to me that Memphis is going to go on the road and win either of those games. So you get to three-one, you head back to Memphis. They probably pack the building. They make it three-two. Golden State goes back and they close it out in six. So I agree with them closing it out in six. The issue that Jaw has, and he's going to have it for his entire career there, no one's going there in free agency. No one's right. lining up to go to Memphis. So they either need to have Jaron Jackson Jr. or Bain take the next step, or they need to draft really well in these later rounds or make a significant trade. So, I mean, Jaw can keep being great. He's been like averaging 40 and 9 and 10 or whatever it's been in this series. But... And people will point to, well, you know, Golden State is also fortunate that they got one of those games. And it's like, okay, fair enough. But that's just a veteran team doing what veteran teams do. When you don't have your best stuff 
you still figure out a way to win games. And now they're going to go back and probably trounce them. I would predict a 20 plus point win in game three. Memphis maybe makes it close in game four, but I think we see Golden State. By the time we roll around to ITL next week, we might not even have a series anymore. Yeah, I completely agree with that. That take, Coach Peanut, wrap us up. Last 30 seconds on this topic. I, I, I want to say I disagree, but it's like Golden State is so good. It's hard to pick against it. as much as I can't stand Golden State. And I want to see Memphis beat them in this series. It's just so hard to pick them. I mean, watching them last night, John Morant was just, he was going through three people at sometimes it felt like when he would drive in the lane and he was just making every shot. I mean, if he just had Desmond, like I know Kenny already mentioned it, but Desmond Bain, he's on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> he was a great player this year. And it's just like, where has he been in the playoffs? Um, and Jaron Jackson too. I, I mean, he's just like disappeared. So it's like, I, I have trouble picking him I, as much as I want to see him win. I just, I just don't see this series lasting much longer. Like Kenny said. Sarah says she agrees, and I'm going to say I agree too, but last call out to Rockets legend, Patrick Beverly. That's right. If you ever want to come on the show, we would love to have you on the team. <laughs> Rockets legend. Patrick Remind Beverly. me when he's coming on so I'm not here. I'm yeah, so I absolutely I'm will make so sure. Make, make sure you know. <laughs> yeah, Let's I, move I, on I to the series that Kenny really wants to talk about. That's right. Mm. Celtics versus Bucks. But why does it feel like it's the Bucks to lose at this point? Um, why? Because the NBA wants it that way. Kenny, I figure you're the one that's the most to talk about. Why don't we start off with you? Uh, how do you feel about this series? I mean, I got 50 bucks as bucks winning the titles. So like, of course I have my bias, so I'm not going to pretend like I don't. I also can't stand the Celtics would prefer that the bucks win the next three games. So that way we can stop listening to the fans talk about Boston. But that being said, I don't see that being the case because this is going to be a I think it's just a series of trading blows. And unfortunately, Boston has the home court. So I think we're going to see a split in Milwaukee. And then the Bucks at that point are going to be in a bit of trouble because they have to figure out a way to win another game in Boston, which is never easy. Um, Giannis, I, I can't even say that he's played great because he's played like, okay. But like, that's weird to say because he had a triple double in a game. But then last game, he has like 28 and you still feel like because Giannis is the best player on the planet. I don't care what anyone else says. Like he's the best player on the planet now. And we got to stop with this Kevin Durant and LeBron stuff. Um, <laughs> but I look at the team and it's like Drew Holiday needs to be more consistent shooting um, with no Chris Middleton there. You're going to need that. I also don't see the Bucks shooting like three of 20 from three again, like that's a big reason why they lost that game as badly as they did. You shoot even an average percentage and we have ourselves a game going down the stretch. So I don't know. I I'm still going to roll with the bucks because I don't like Boston. I'm not going to pretend that I like Boston, but I mean, that's a tough matchup. Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, they didn't have Marcus smart. Let's see how much longer he's out. Um, and I mean, this is just a fun series. It should be great back and forth. Like I say, you give me a championship team, you I don't I don't go against them. So I'm taking the Bucks to win this series myself. I always have been. I think they're gonna repeat and go to the final. I think they're just gonna lose this time. Um, but we'll talk about that later. That I will do that to you all day. Uh going game seven or question mark. Not sure what question I'm just kidding. Going game seven or not. <laughs> uh I am Scoobs wants to know. Um odds are probably they are. Um this is probably a go the distance series. If not, it's game six for sure. Um, but 
Uh, Sarah is giving kudos to Kenny. I mean, I think Kenny's got enough kudos today, so we'll just move on from that one. Andrew, how do you feel about the, the Celtics? They're 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 young, they're fighting, and a lot of people are talking about them because we're in Steve Circle. So, uh, how do you feel about them, Celtics? When you got a Boston member as part of this content, of course, you're going to get some feedback when it comes to the Celtics. But hey, I give them all props. Game two, they played lights out. They did everything they had to do to make that win happen. Um, they just look like a complete team. And and as a, as I agree with Kenny, I mean, realistically, Giannis has been okay, which by every other standard on a team, he's a superstar, <laughs> even with his stats, the way they are. Um, Middleton is a huge miss for them. He is such a vital part of that that offense. Uh, he's got the three ball. You know, he's got the range, too, to get that, that mid-range jump shot that they've been desperately missing. Um, I mean, realistically, I agree with uh, this going to seven games. The Celtics are good. My biggest thing is if Marcus Smart is out for more than two games, I think they're in a world of trouble. Marcus Smart is so good defensively. We know that. Offensively, he brings a little punch, too. He's got that, you know, wiry personality. Um, I do think that he helps out the Celtics space out the floor a ton. I just, yeah, I realistically think if Smart's out for more than two or three games, then it might be six games for the Bucs. But I do see this going to seven. I do see the Bucs winning it. I will say this as we go to Coach Peanuts' analysis on the Celtics versus Bucks. Don't forget, we are powered by Blue Collar Media Group, BCMG. Go check out bluecollarmg.com today. You catch many great shows like the Competitive Hedge Podcast. All right, so Coach Peanut, uh, let's let's talk about uh, your take on this Bucks series. I'm having a feeling here you're leaning Milwaukee, but prove me wrong. Well, I I am leaning toward Milwaukee only because I, I just feel that Giannis is unstoppable. I, I know he only had 28 points in the game that they got blown out. I know that, but I just think that they are a much better team than you know. Boston does have Tatum and um, Jalen Brown, but I just don't feel they're, they're deeper than Milwaukee. About Middleton though, Middleton is the one that's going to hurt them losing him. But God, I. I don't know. I I just think I hate to agree with everybody else, but doing bucks in seven is what I what I picked before this, and I'm gonna stick with it. All right, let's wrap this one up. I'm gonna do a, a one off question here, Luke. I'm gonna do a one off. Bigger blow to the series, Middleton to Milwaukee or Smart to the Celtics? Um. Oh man, that's hard. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Smart. I mean, the defensive player of the year. I mean, that's hard to hard to pass up not having in this series, especially against Giannis. I like that. Defense wins championships. Luke goes with the smart pick. I think we all agree with that one. All right, final series. We're going to cover Heat versus Sixers. Um, I gave you guys the question, will the Sixers actually win a game in this, in this series? Uh, my smart money is leaning on no. So uh, I'll start this one off with Andrew because it seemed like he agreed. What are you feeling? What are you feeling about them Sixers? The Sixers struggled so bad against the Raptors team, who had nobody playing at that point. Thaddeus Young made a couple guys look like idiots. So there's that. Uh, my faith was, you know, I, granted, good teams finish off bad teams, and that's exactly what the Sixers did to the Raptors. The Raptors had no FBV, which is probably their biggest player on the team, right? And I mean, it, Siakam was gassed. Scotty Barnes was playing banged up. This, and, and they took advantage of that. And that's what good teams do. They take advantage of that. So uh, credit to the Sixers for winning that series. They move on, and now they're getting absolutely wiped. They're not going to win. They're getting swept. I'm calling it now. They're getting swept. Uh, the Sixers, yeah, they're, they're, they are good offensively. But I just, yeah, this is a different competition. Bam's nuts. 
Butler, you love to hate him, but he's so good at basketball. Tyler Hero's good, and he's been playing pretty well. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the Heat to to sweep this series. That's the first call out for a Heat sweep, Coach. I I, I, I can't disagree with that because you know I, I know it's a close game right now tonight. They're playing. It's only 91 to 82, but I mean, there's not much input I can give on that one because I, I I can't stand the Sixers. I, I just I hate super teams, and I just hope they do get swept just for that reason. Yeah, I think the loss of Joan Beat is just, I mean, Massive. we can call this done. Uh, Luke. Um, so I just want to say something before we get into this one. The Nets didn't win a game. Just saying. They're the only <laughs> team in the NBA playoffs that did not win a game. That's off my chest. So we're good. Now, the Sixers traded everything in the kitchen sink to get Joel Embiid. Or, God damn it, James Harden. <laughs> now, a guy that's shooting the ball 13 times a game that's going to want a super max at the end of the season, and he doesn't have his all-star center. I would like to say gentleman sweep, but he's they're just going to bring the brooms straight out. Like, it's ball game. 100%. That's a 100% BCMG guarantee from just Luke, who is making a surprise appearance here on ITL. Uh, I'm going to get this question over to Kenny. Do you think Butler is a superstar? No, because there's six to eight superstars in the NBA. And while Jimmy Butler shows flashes of being a superstar, I think in a seven-game series, he gives you two games that are superstar games, and then he's a star the rest of the way. Because... Like, there's games where Jimmy Butler finishes with 18 points. Superstars in the playoffs do not finish many games with 18 points, and he does it fairly consistently. Now, when it comes to this series, I would like to give Philadelphia a game, but the fact that Doc Rivers thought, hey, things went so well in game one, I'm going to start DeAndre Jordan again. And he then played 13 minutes, got completely played off the floor. He's not playing now for the right reason, but you want to know why? Because the guy they would have to go to to replace him is Paul Reed. And that's not Patrick Reed, pro golfer's brother. That is Paul (laughs) Reed from who knows state that is on the Philadelphia 76ers. They are completely outmatched in the sense that, look, Tobias can give you 30. Maxi can give you 25. Heck, James Harden could give you 25. And I bet you the rest of the Sixers couldn't give you the 20, 25 points that you need in order to win that game. Because I don't have faith faith in George's Niang. I don't have faith in Korkmaz. Like, these are the guys that they're having to roll to. You want to know what would have really helped them in this series? If they had Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Oh, wait. They traded them with Ben Simmons to Brooklyn, who also didn't win a game in the postseason, as Coach Peanut pointed out. So good for them for not even winning a game in that trade, despite the fact that the Nets clearly won that trade. That's what everybody said, and they got swept by Boston. So, no, I can't give them a game because they're just so bad outside of those three, and you can't replace 30 and 15. 35 and 15, he can give you some nights. You can't replace that with Furkan Korkmaz. Like, that's not how the NBA works. So... That's my issue with I, it. Like, I truly, I truly 
think it's poetic in the NBA if both the Sixers and Nets were to get swept. And, As they should. Because- and I want to I want to apologize to probably all of my half listener that's from DePaul. Paul Reed is from DePaul. So yes, we know what university he played at. We're not going to say that. Kenny. I didn't know that. And You'd be nor, nice. Nor do I particularly care because be he nice. probably won't be in the NBA in two years. Wow, wow, <laughs> bold <laughs> take. If, if, Kenny Cotterell said Paul Reed will not start, be played in the NBA. If you can't start on the Sixers ahead of DeAndre Jordan's corpse. Then I don't know how you're still in the league in two years. <laughs> the guy Kenny. can't. He can't move his feet anymore, and we have him covering. Bam out of bio, and we're supposed to act like that's fine. And Doc Kenny, Rivers is like, let's start him. Like, where did DeAndre Jordan play the best years of his basketball? Clippers. And who was the coach? Clips. Doc. Doc. We will move on from this segment right now. We will move on from this segment right now. <laughs> I will. I will say this though. I think Tyrese Maxey, they got something fucking beautiful with him because he has oh, yeah. played. He has played absolutely lights the fuck out. He took not winning. Rookie of the year personally in the playoffs so far. And he has shoved it down the throats of all the critics. I think he's got, what, 28 tonight already? Incredible. But, but I want to say, the fact that, yes, it's fine to give Maxi credit. I'm tired of listening to people give Matisse Thibel so much credit of being oh, no. like this all-worldly Agreed. defender. Agreed. And it's like, well, then why is he not out there? Because exactly. let, let, let's be honest, if you're going to spread it out, okay, start him. I'm fine with that even. And you just run like Tobias at the five. And you just say, you know what? We're going to spread it out. We're going to keep driving and kicking. There's no Lowry, and we're just going to try and figure it out that way. But they refuse to do it because Doc's just so set in his ways. He's like, well, but I remember DeAndre in 2015, and he was pretty good. And it's like, yeah, that was seven years ago, Doc. Like He's been released four times since then, Doc. DeAndre Jordan played the best years of basketball with Doc Rivers, Kenny. Is that true? I, are we calling it just, good basketball? Just, just wait for DeAndre Jordan game seven. Watch. You just watch. <laughs> game seven of what? <laughs> Not this year. NBA 2K. Is he playing 2K after I this? Because if I, so, I, I bet you I'd beat him. I completely troll. This is absolutely going to be a sweep, guys. All right. We're going to roll it. The BCMG stream team absolutely has a hype video. We're going to roll that clip for you guys right now as we switch gears to the NFL draft as we pick our winners and losers of that. It's not going to be what you think. We're not going to dissect each little pick. We're just going to talk about some some trades that happen. All right, Londo, let's roll it. Happy Thursday, y'all. Happy Thursday. I'm your host, Andrew Kahn. This is the Boomtown Pod. No! No! Add into the lap pod is where you're watching today's stream. Oh! It is Blue Call of Game Day. I am your host. to episode 277 of the official butthole podcast better together better together we're better together better together better together
we are better together here at BCMG. Find some of our greatest show streamers and content for the Blue Collar Media Group. Uh, great to see that Better Together segment. We'll show the BCMG stream team clip later on tonight's episode. Uh, but let's talk about those NFL draft winners and losers. That's right. Uh, we're going to start off with the infamous trade of day one, at least one of them. Let's talk AJ brown that's right so uh we're gonna talk about this trade that uh obviously made the nfc east just a tad bit more competitive uh for some for me doesn't do anything but let's talk it out uh i'll start with away from the dallas cowboy fans so we're gonna we're not gonna start with andrew (laughs) kenny or i let's start with luke who i didn't even bring up the steelers just to help you with this segment okay let's let's talk what do you think about the brown trade um, I think the Titans just said, yeah, fuck you. We're not paying you. That's <laughs> pretty much what it boiled down to. I mean, that deal, I don't even think he learned of the trade before he got signed to a deal. Like it felt like he was traded. And then five minutes later, I get an ESPN update saying he signed this huge deal with Philadelphia. Um, for the Titans, it's not a good look. Now Tannehill is throwing to... I don't even know. I, I, personally, I really don't even know who he's throwing to. Robert I, Woods. Robert Woods. Robert, Robert Woods. Okay. That's uh, it. Who's coming off a knee injury, correct? Yep. Right? You blew his knee out. If you're Philadelphia, first of all, all of your chips are on Jalen Hurts for this year. So you go out and you get him another weapon besides Devontae Smith. Now A.J. Brown can work the middle of the field and deeper than Devontae Smith. You still have Dallas Goddard. But the problem is with the Philadelphia Eagles is I don't know how healthy they can be in a calendar year. That's always been the issue. They have talent at all positions, but Miles Sanders is always hurt. Dallas Goddard's always good for four or five game stretch where he's disappeared off the face of the earth. Now Devontae Smith, granted, had a pretty good, great rookie year for a wide receiver there but there's that's the three main weapons that are constantly hurt and now you have money tied up in players that Jalen you know Jalen you don't know if you're even going to pay him after this year you know so there's a lot I think this didn't answer any questions I think it, it didn't answer a lot of answers. Well, how much? How do I want to say that? I really don't know how I want to say it. <laughs> I think you got it right. I think you got it I, right. I think I had it right. Yeah, it, they yeah, yeah. Answered a lot of questions, pretty much, with this trade. I don't think they answered a lot of questions with it. No, no. Just look. I just want to say, may the fourth be with you. Just realize what your shirt was. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Not Co- yes. coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to you. Four years, one hundred million dollar <laughs> extension for AJ Brown in Philly. Lots of money. Uh, how are you feeling I, about that trade? I mean. Well, money aside, I love the trade. I, I love the fit in Philadelphia. I love Jalen Hurts. Um, I think he's going to do great there. I, the money seems outrageous, but <laughs> and this in this day though, I guess I can't say it's outrageous compared to let's just say you know a certain quarterback on the Browns just got way overpaid because that's the only reason he came to Cleveland. Um, I, I, the money's getting outrageous for some of these contracts. I mean, twenty five million dollars a year for you know. AJ Brown is just insane, but I can't I say. Think, I didn't think you guys played, paid Baker. Well, we are we are unfortunately still paying Baker. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't say unfortunately. I do love Baker Mayfield. I mean, 
I can't knock that. I, I love Baker Mayfield, but we are screwed with that contract. I mean, nobody wants him. Nobody wants to pay that. We're going to have to pay like $17.9 million out of the 18 just to get rid of him. I mean, Luke, you can have him on the Steelers if you want. I've heard rumors of that, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, the Lions will come for you guys well, in a bit. Well, here's the Lions are a great fit. I mean, they are. I mean, you know, I want to talk about them when we get into surprises. I, I, I don't hate it. No. The best thing to be a brown brown thing to do would be to cut him, yeah. have come over to the Steelers, and win a division title yeah. over the Browns. That yeah. would be the most brown thing to do while you are while you are paying him to play for us. That would be the best. <laughs> I could see Miles Garrett hitting him in the head with the helmet, though. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to go over to the Cowboys now. Um, Kenny Andrew, uh, does A.J. Brown and the Eagles scare you after the draft? Nope. Andrew, Andrew I'll let you feel that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the trade for Philly. They want to space out the offense. They need some weapons. I totally get it. Um, last year was a dumpster fire. Jalen Rager's terrible. Uh, I think that there was pretty much the reason why they went out and made this trade is that they were expecting Rager to have this explosive speed that he had in college, these good hands that he had in college, and it just has not panned out the way that they hoped for. Um, and that's why they make the trade. And I mean, it, the, for Tennessee, they literally went out and drafted, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Traylon Burks, who's literally yeah. A.J. Brown 2.0. In the draft, their comparison was literally – AJ Brown. So it's yeah. not like they're losing a whole ton of talent. Uh, AJ was beat up last year. Uh, he didn't play all, all to intensive purposes. He wasn't all that great, to be honest with you. Um, he has trouble in the red zone. It, it, it's, it's apparent. So I feel like a lot of defenders are going to eat the inside of him alive, especially in the, uh, in the East where there is some ball sharks. There is some good guys in, in a couple of good, good areas on D. Um, I, I honestly, I don't, I, I don't see it being the best trade for them. Um, AJ Brown, that's a lot of money. Didn't they guarantee him like 75 million of that hundred? 75% of it, yep. That's fucking astronomical. That's a lot of money. But I agree with Peanut. These guys are getting paid MLB money now all of a sudden yep. out of nowhere. And it's it's getting crazy, man. But I mean, is AJ Brown worth 20 million? Nah, maybe like 16 or 17 that he was offered from Tennessee. That was pretty respectable. Yeah. And he said, hell not. And the other problem that I have with this deal <laughs> is it, it, the other problem that I have with this deal more than anything is the way that fucking AJ Brown acted after he found out he was traded with Jalen Hurts on social media on his phone. And he's like laughing about it. And he's like, oh, Tennessee didn't want to do this. And then, be a grown up, man. You just you got traded. You're, you're getting $20 million a year. Be a grown up. Like, stop acting like a kid. I just thought it was completely, completely unprofessional. Um, so in that, in that aspect, I hope AJ Brown gets roasted all year. I want to honor the comments. And I think Baker to Seattle makes too much sense. I like Baker, that way too much. Seattle came out today and said they don't want him. Yeah. They can say that all they want. Yeah. yeah. They, they're all, all Cleveland has to do is ask for David fucking Putney. All right. Look, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, What's going on? you haven't said anything and I know you're being quiet on purpose. You're trying to pick and choose how much you don't want to be blasphemous on the mic. I get it. Okay. Well, Did the I Eagles win? On this show. Do the Eagles win one more game because of AJ Brown next year? I mean, the Eagles are still a playoff team, but it's because the NFC is terrible. Um, like, if if they're out in the AFC, what are we considering them—the ninth or tenth best team? And to be fair, Dallas, you're putting them in like this six to eight range, probably in the AFC with all the movement that happened there in the off season. I mean, to, <laughs> I hate to keep going back to this player, but like. Christian Kirk just like completely screwed up the market. And it's so funny because like 
any team that plays the Jags this year should walk right over to the Jags GM and spit in his face for ruining franchises. Because the fact that he paid Christian Kirk $18 million, because we know he's not worth that. That should have been what AJ Brown went for. That Tyreek should have gone for 2022. But now all these teams have to pay like 50% more for these guys. And the thing is, AJ Brown, he's going to miss a couple of games. We know this because he's got knee issues already. That's a concern when you're guaranteeing a guy 75% of his contract. But when he is playing, he's still going to get a thousand yards, even with Jalen Hurts. I'm not a big Jalen Hurts throwing QB. I think he's, I think what he does both in the running game and passing game makes him a problem for some teams. Um, I think Dallas secondary will get lit up yards wise by Brown because they do get, they give up a lot of big plays. Um, the rest of the secondaries in the NFC East are nothing incredible, but I think Philly's still a playoff team just because the NFC is so bad. And if he plays like 13 games, I think you're happy because that's kind of been the standard the last couple of years. And I mean, come on, if you're a fantasy owner, how can you not want to go and own all these Titans wide receivers like Traylon Burks and Nick Westbrook Akine. I mean, I'm just <laughs> salivating at the thought of drafting them in fantasy. I mean, year. you laugh, but I'm probably taking Trey Burks this year, man. With, with, with Ryan Tannehill good. and possibly Malik Willis at quarterback, because who knows with uh, I that think Malik Willis. I mean, Tannehill is driving a salt truck at a <laughs> yep. But a baby, that. Austin Hooper, fantasy tight end, because uh, he... He might get quite a few targets without a. He's definitely a slot receiver this year. Definitely a guy that you hear every week on every single NFL pickup player. Of Austin Cooper might go and get four catches for forty yards and a touchdown, and he gets one catch for eight yards, and you're like, "Oh, what the hell happened?" Austin. To answer answer the question in the comments, Diggs is that good? Yes, he is. Nobody needs to question. He's a ball hawk. He's going to give up big plays because he goes for the big play. But when he gets the big play, it's a big deal. He is that good. Um, okay. I'm going to say love it. No, I'm going to say I like it or don't like it. That's the reaction I want. Everybody can talk at one time. If anybody says they like it, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about it. Hollywood Brown to Arizona. Like it now. Like it I, now. Love it. I love it. Get him out of my division. Gone. There's something fishy with that. But There was a fishy trade. There's that something is a fishy, fishy with that whole situation. Glad you said it, Luke. DeAndre Hopkins, for those who don't understand what's happening here, DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games for his PED use, Um, his unknowing steroid use. Um, So, Well, my thing is, Ernest, how the hell can you get piss tested in November and don't get suspended in May? (laughs) Six months? Six months. That's all I needed, though. Come on. I mean, come on, Luke. It, it's five to six business months. Hey, hey, Kenny, <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know, though. So, like, in no way did Arizona know. They just saw Hollywood Brown and all the great production he put up with Lamar Jackson and said, you know what? I'm taking a shot on this guy <laughs> well, to play alongside DeAndre I, Hopkins. I will, Kirk replacement. I will yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you replace a guy worth 18 million, Ernest? You don't. 20. 20 million. Don't. 12. 20. I'll tell you right now, I'll never cheer for a division rival, but good on the fucking Ravens. I mean, to get a first-round draft pick out of it, I mean, congratulations. I mean, why not? Yeah. For the most inconsistent wide receiver in the NFL. And the best That's... part is, as far as, like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? 
let's let's wrap up this NFL draft segment with the final question: Who had the better draft, mm. Lions or Jets? Ooh, and uh, there were some good hauls in this draft. The Hutchinson Both. story just hits home, but uh, yeah. I'm not biased here. Let's let's start this one off with Coach. Coach, who had the better draft? Yeah. Uh, if I have to pick, I'm going to go Detroit. Um, Detroit mostly for their fan base. I mean, getting Hutchinson's huge for Detroit. Um, I'm sure they're so happy he fell there. But trading up to get uh, oh, what's his name, Jameson Williams, um, that's huge for him too. I mean, they need weapons on that offense, and, and I, I think there will be a much better team next year. I'm not saying playoffs or anything, but I, they'll be better next year. Yep, I am gonna have to save my analysis for the end. Kenny, who had the better draft? I think the Jets had the better draft. I mean, just even based off their first round, they got a great corner in Sauce Gardner. They go and get a wide receiver out of Ohio State. And then at 23, you get one of the best edge rushers in the draft that falls to them there. They then in the second round go get a running back, get a tight end. They make the O-line better. I just think they added a lot in this draft. Um, Zach Wilson might look like more than a Disney child star, which is pretty pretty <laughs> huge for him. So uh, I'm very hopeful that he's going to perform better than uh, his aforementioned after-school special. <laughs> All right, we got one on each side. Andrew. I'm going to roll with the Jets, and I think it's the Cowboys fuck up that makes the Jets win this. I mean, honestly, you lost Randy Gregory in the draft. I understand O-line's been a bit of a thing of inconsistency for you. Tyler Smith was an absolute reach at the 24th spot. He's basically what Connor Williams was. He's a holding machine, so I'm not sure what they did there. But uh, Jermaine Johnson falling to them at, at 24 or 20 or – sorry, 26 is an absolute steal. The fact that he fell down the rankings so high blows my mind. Um, but he's going to be dominant for that Jets defense for a long friggin' time. So just for that aspect, plus they added a great wide receiver and an unreal corner, I think the Jets won it. I am going to play the tie here, and I'm going to say just because of the Hutchinson story, I am all lines in this draft. I think you got to bring Hart back onto the team. It starts at the top with your top talent. You saw what players do, you know, like DeMarcus Ware, like J.J. Watt, what that does for a team, the energy, the power. Lions got that now. So I think that's huge for that type of franchise. So I'm going to go with them. Luke, you're the tiebreaker here. Oh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It's not even, I mean, they, they finally, especially in that division, they got finally a lockdown corner in Sauce Gardner, which in that division is pretty good. Um, but I think the underrated pick was Brees Hall out of Iowa State at running back. I mean, that guy I mean, eats 100-yard games at Iowa State. And especially in the Big 12 where they don't run the football, I mean, that's that's pretty good for that. Um, so I think it's the Jets. The only problem I have with the Detroit Lions, besides the fact they're the Detroit Lions, is Jared Goffel has one year left on his contract. <laughs> and he you have to fucking blow as your backup. Like, how do you not take a shot at Malik Willis, who went in the third round? It's very true. How did it's every team? True. How did every team that needed a quarterback pass on Malik Willis in the th- until the third round? If, if, if you're in the Minnesota Vikings, and he goes to a team that won't mentor him, the, the disrespect on Super Bowl finalist Jared Goff is just palpable <laughs> in this group. Yeah, <laughs> that Super Bowl. Yeah, forgot, but. If you're the that was Detroit so funny Lions, to say. You draft a quarterback every year if you're the Detroit Lions. Even if it's just some guy out of North Dakota. Just draft somebody is better than David Blow as your backup. Luke, well, okay, Luke, come on. Dan Orlovsky's, 
Dan Orlovsky's going to come running out of the tunnel with his theme music hit, and then we're going to see some real yeah. quarterback play. Yeah, he's going to run out of the back of the end zone for two points. <laughs> <laughs> that is our NFL draft coverage. We are going to roll now the BCMG stream team, and we're going to take a little sneak peek into Coach Peanut's new show starting next Thursday. So let's roll it, Londo. And then you can access your stream deck with your mind. <laughs> Dim our key lights, bro. <laughs> Connect to your stream deck via catheter. <laughs> oh, yo, clip that. Clip that headshot. On the ladder. You got both of them. One more now. Finisher. Yo, no fucking way. Let's go. Yo, that guy in the heli, he was all the way across the map. I think shut the door on these people. Oh my god. That flick. That's bad. BCMG stream team, and they just keep growing. El, ba El Baconator just joined the BCMG stream team, had his announcement stream this morning, went fantastic. Manon has joined as well, brand new streamer, and she'll be going live and making her announcement in the coming month. I'm just excited for the stream team is going. Captains and current captain Coach Peanut will be showing off his new show and what it's all about. So Coach Peanut's going to go in here. Now, here's the fun part for everybody watching tonight. If you can find a fantastic name for his new food show, all right, which, <laughs> which we're going to talk about what exactly it's about. If you find right. a name, that's $25 in your pocket. That's right, $25 in your pocket. We will pass that over to you. <laughs> Get a name over to us. Let us know what name you think is perfect. If he chooses it, we'll let you know. And it goes, and you'll, well, you'll hear about it. And he'll go oh, right yeah. into your pocket. All right, here we go. All right, Coach, talk to us. What is this new, amazing, absolutely fantastic <laughs> show you got going on? About okay. So it's very early in my my thought process, but basically every weekend I go out to eat with our daughter and granddaughter, you know, and we just decided let's go somewhere different every weekend and then just stream the whole experience. How, you know, everybody can chat while we're there, try new foods, you know, maybe go to some of these places that have food challenges and try some of those. Uh, right now, it's just going to be mainly in Ohio. I mean, even if it's a three hour drive, whatever, we can take a road trip. Uh, but it's that's all it is basically is just 
go out to eat with the family, stream the experience, interact with all of the chat, you know, I mean, um, but I don't have a name. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. If there's any other ideas that we could try while we're there, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, it's all early. All right, coach. So we're going to bring on, that's right. The guy who's usually backstage Londo. He's coming on for this segment. He said he wanted yes. to give his take. So okay. Londo has joined the fray. What's going on, my man? Glad you're awake. All right, here we go. So <laughs> we're going to talk today all about french fries which i hope my french wife is fries. watching because she loves french fries all right so french fries and and what what are we going to talk about today coach all right so this is the official 2022 i've got top 20 but we're going to narrow it down to top 10 um fast food french fries list and it has to be actual just french fries no loaded fries chili cheese fries whatever just regular french fries and it has to be at a fast food restaurant so I'll, I'll let you guys pick who you think is going to be in this top 10 first, and then and then we'll go through it. Is this only in the United States? Uh, yes, I'm assuming. <laughs> we're all, yes, we're all yes. going to pick one yes. of the segments. going to take forever. I'm going to go number one here. I'm going to go number one. I'm not going to say it's number one. I'm saying it's in top 10. Uh, <laughs> Kenny bows out because he's Canadian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, Fuck I'm... your list, coach. Fuck your list. <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. I'm, I'm going to go for – I'm going to say McDonald's makes the top 10. I'm going to say McDonald's makes the top 10. I know they it's probably not 10. a far fetch, but I'm going to make yes. you guys really think about it. All right. Yes. Everybody pick one, and then we'll hear the list. Yeah. Londo. Um, ah, man, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Burger King. They have Bur- some awesome fries. They are not in the top 10. Londo, Londo does not get a, a right answer. <laughs> I've been craving Burger King. So, I'm for that one. <laughs> so McDonald's is in. Burger King is not. I'm going to take a guess also that McDonald's is like number four. Andrew, what is your what is your pick? After experiencing their fine cuisine, I'm going to roll with Whataburger on there. They Whataburger, are, Whataburger are, is on there. That's, yes. that's fantastic news. Yeah. I didn't want to say yeah. it. Andrew, I, I was going to let you take that one, man. Whataburger <laughs> makes it. McDonald's and Whataburger in the top ten. Luke, going to you. I mean, you got to go with the Lord's Chicken, Chick Fil A. Yes, Chick Fil A is yeah. in the top ten. Chick Fil A makes it. Yeah. We got we got three. We'll All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going until we get another one wrong. Kenny, I kind of hope that they're in here because I think they're underrated. Arby's, yeah. Arby's is the, now uh, there's two Arby's. Okay, curly fries, curly fries, and crinkle fries. Curly fry all day. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, both made the top 10. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, that's, oh, a oh, double, that's a double kick. Man, yes. man yes. I had the best pick. You all you suck. <laughs> they don't just have the meats. They have so we, we have five out of the 10 organically so far. I mean, we, yes. at this point, we might as well go. Some people are saying Taco Bell. I, I don't know if I trust the that. The nacho fries. Taco no, Bell is in the top not so Taco Bell didn't make it. Taco yeah. Bell is in top So the watchers yeah. have gotten one yes. right. Okay, so we yes. are six of ten. Okay, so Shake does that shot. mean is Jack Wendy's. in the box in there? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wendy's. Okay. Huh? Wendy's. Wendy's. Wendy's has good fries. Wendy's is in the top ten. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I'm surprised yeah. actually. What? What about? What about uh, Five Guys? No. Popeyes. These are the best fries. Um, five Guys is not even in the top twenty. I'm in and out fries, oh. monster fries. Um, in and out is number 20. Oh my gosh. That's All right. Let's do the list. Okay. Yeah, let's curious. do the list. All let's right, hear let's it. Let's hear it. it. All right. Number 10 is Church's Chicken. Oh, oh man. so good. Right. Never so had they, it. They, they give a little wait, wait, like, description wait, 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 of We had a late arrival here. Oh, is KFC, KFC in there? Without no. gravy, it's ass. <laughs> KFC is 14th. 
Okay, that's well, respect. Well, welcome to Kenny's top 10 fries that he hasn't had. All right, so number Arby's. number 10 was Church's. I would have never guessed that in a million yes. years. So let's they keep said going. Church's chicken is very good, but sometimes well done. Um, I, I guess they said they went to each oh, yeah. one 10 different times to see the consistency. Oh, okay. of the wow. That's a lot of fries. Um, yeah. All right. Number nine is A&W French fries. Oh, oh fries, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, they said number one in root beer. Drinks. That's the thing. Yeah, number one in root beer, number nine in fries should be their new slogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are they even in business? I, yes, there is one actually about five minutes from my work. Oh, I right. got to go check it out. There's one here in San Antonio on Desavala Road. You guys go check Let's it out. Go. Number nine fries. Got to check it out. Londo's number close. eight, Whataburger. It's a little low, but okay. Little they said when, when, you, when you visit Texas, the goal is to eat as much brisket as humanly possible and try Whataburger. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and they said spicy ketchup is the bomb, they said. So, you know. I got some Chick-fil-A, uh, guys. Number seven is the Taco Bell Nacho Fries. That's nacho Fries comes in at seven. They said they would have ranked them higher if they were actually a consistent menu item, but they're only there sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Crazy to me. And uh, number six is Arby's Crinkle Fries. Uh, number five is Wendy's Hot and Crispy because they redid them now, so they're guaranteed to be hot and crispy, and they're not the old sea salt French fries. They're unreal, though. Really? Uh, they're so they're good. Wendy's, so Wendy's good. changed their fries? They they're changed so their fries good. for the first time. Like the last salt fries. Those things are awesome. Where have I been? Okay, i got to <laughs> get that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, number four is Rallies, well, slash Checkers, whichever one it is, wherever you're at. I don't even know what that never is. Had. Really? Yeah. Never. That is probably is my that? favorite fries. Like, um, okay. they, they said it's the most addictive French fry because of the spice, and they're always crispy. Um, number three is Chick Fil A's waffle fries. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's some for the crew, or yeah, pass that no, shit man. around, Lando. Just for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two. Number two is McDonald's. McDonald's. I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. I thought McDonald's has always had good fries. Oh my god! It's Arby's. Kenny got the number Arby's. one answer. Number one is Arby's. Wow! Yes. Yes. Arby's curly fries. Curly fries are undefeated. They they're said the they're best. the most consistent so good French fries. The most controversial thing I've ever said on the show. I've never eaten an Arby's. They said god. if you try oh, the Arby's sauce on, with man. the horsey sauce on it, roast beef and cheddar with some curlies. Mm, no idea what that is. You've never had the meats, dude. Come on. Nope. They said, try the Arby sauce and horsey sauce on it at the same time, and you'll make the face of God, is what they said. <laughs> Gosh. God. No idea. No idea but... I'm I'm intrigued. Okay, well, that's the top 10 list. Coach Peanut needs a name, yes. guys. He needs a name for right. a show. Right. Go out there, submit your names to Coach Peanut at what, – what's your at handle for Twitter, Coach? Uh, everything's at Coach Peanut. At Coach Peanut. Go yep. check it out on there. Go go message him. Matter of fact, let's plug it in here. Actually, no, 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 no. We're not getting away with that. We have the BCMG parlay that's still left. That's right. One game coming up in the next three days that you can guarantee the money for our listeners out there. Guys, let's plug it away. I'm taking Mavericks Moneyline Game 3 Friday night. I would even say Mavericks minus 5. It's going to be a blowout. Taking the Mavs to win that game, wow. but I'm going to say Mavericks Moneyline for the parlay. Uh, Kenny, you're next. Give me Rangers puck line tomorrow at plus 175. Any? I mean, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's the best part? You can't even get me back. All my teams suck. They're not in the playoffs anyways, so joke's on you. There you go. You won one, but that's good. Andrew. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dallas Stars tomorrow, plus 210, money line. 
Oh my goodness. Hella value right now. <laughs> money line, big time. Coach. I'm not a big better, so I don't know the lines, but I'm taking Bucks at home against the Celtics. I don't know as far as, you know. Bucks money line. No, that's that's a good yeah. bet. They're probably going to be underdogs. This, this is going to be a huge plus. Uh, Lukey. Yeah, well, since Kenny fucking took it. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm rolling whatever the line is in the Colorado Avalanche game. I mean, they yeah. <laughs> Minus 400 right now. <laughs> it wasn't close. I mean, they closed their take, game. I'll just take they- Av's puck line and you're good. Av's puck line, minus 210 still. <laughs> what Avalanche. Throw it in there. Throw it in. We're throwing it in there. Londo with the wild card BCMG huge parlay guarantee. He can't put the Celtics either. Can't pick the Celtics. Oh yeah, no, you know, yeah, okay. Don't he pick, could the pick Celtics. He could take the four. Bruins. Yeah, they just lost six to two, so that's yeah, they're happen. not doing well. Oh, yeah, but they're going home. I mean, they just lost the third value. string goalie. <laughs> Give me a winner, Londo. Uh, man, I don't know. Did you the say? Did you Celtics say Dan Miami? I got you. I got you for one. I got you for one. I know you're a big hockey guy. I know you love it. But oh yeah, take, let the, me tell you. take the Washington Capitals money line at plus two ten. Yeah. You oh, know, I'll take that. I, actually, I like the Capitals. Let's do yeah. it. What's you know, the Londo, value I, on that? I used to like Capitals Londo. money line. Is that what you said? <laughs> okay. Well, I am stringing up this parlay. Let's go ahead and start off with sign-offs, and then we'll give a, a little shout-out to what that looks like. Uh, Andrew, tell the people where they can find your newest and greatest content. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ernest. It's been a while since we've been Absolutely. able to do this, as we discussed. But, uh, yeah, you guys can follow me at the Boomtown Pod. Uh, we are your guys' home for all things MMA. Shout out to Mark. Our uh, video editor just gave us a brand new <clears throat> intro video. It is completely fire. It's spicy like that ketchup for Whataburger. It's so damn good. Um, anyways, yeah, no, we are, uh, we're going live tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down some content. Uh, UFC 274 takes place this weekend. And I got a giveaway coming up tomorrow. So just in time for the weekend. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What about you, Coach? Where can the people find you? Um, everything is at coach peanut, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, Monday nights, we are live on here. We, uh, do WWE, AEW content. And then on Tuesday night, it's rounding the bases with coach. We cover everything baseball. And then on Saturdays slash Sundays, we're going to be doing this new show, which I'm hoping everybody jumps in there and helps me pick out a name. Uh, other than that, I also do cooking with coach. So there's all those. <laughs> what about Crazy. you? Just Luke. Um, you can find me in Regina, Saskatchewan in September. <laughs> Let's go. You can find me. No, you can find me on Twitter at Hearts on Hockey. Well, until the Penguins lose, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of Penguin tweets, and they're probably not going to be good tweets because they <laughs> should, and ten percent lost last night because that's not goaltender interference. But I digress. We still got to win, so it doesn't really matter. But you can follow me. I think it's King of Hearts. I do believe King of Hearts eighty two. You can follow I me. I think on. that's still the same. I think that's still the same. Yeah. Kenny, 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 the newest member of BCMG. How are you <laughs> feeling about this parlay? You know, I, I like the parlay. Um, I am the parlay guy, as everyone knows. Um, we actually, as of the Leafs losing tonight, cashed this morning's parlay of plus 675. So hope that oh, all wow. the listeners tailed that this morning. Um, live shows every morning at 
6 a.m. my time, 8 a.m. Eastern <laughs> time. Uh, on the weekends, we go a bit later. You got to sleep in a little bit, right? So 9 a.m. my time, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time for that. Uh, and yeah, thanks for having me on, Ernest. Mute. Are you expecting me to go longer or what? Yeah, 100%. Second mute. Oh, you got muted again. Uh, Ernest, can you, can you sign Shit's off? Is he in a different world right now? Or? I think so. Love the dog that keeps signing bringing the ball back. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been Ernest Silva for the End of the Lab podcast. <laughs> you can check us out on Into the Lab pod on Twitter. Also, special thanks to our sponsors, of course, Tequito Express, the always delicious <laughs> Triple Double Basketball Academy, like you said, coming to you live in Cape Cod, their store, The Legend. Also, BetUS, Blue Collar Media Group, Media Group, New Wave Designs, Creation Snacks, and Glitch Energy. Make sure you use the code BCMG for 25% off. And That's we will not- see you guys next week for Into the Lab. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm actually I'm actually a fan of it. I'm actually a fan of it. Uh guys, that parlay plus 9030. Plus 9030. So uh let's do it. Go go drop 50. Go drop 50 on that right now. Guaranteed it. Win 60 grand. I should have thought of my pick some more. (laughs) We need to trade off on the sign off more often. That was that was great, guys. Are we still alive? We are still live. All right, guys. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Good luck on your picks. Okay, bye. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.